Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so we begin. Monday, September 11th. Show 5004 of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. That's Grant Allen running the broadcast. Our verse today, 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's how we start. We will remember throughout the radio program today. But that will not be the focus of the show. We will make sure that we take time each hour to remember the events of 9-11. And so stay with us. The American Patriots Almanac tells us much. We'll get to that next. Lots of things to talk about today. Hope you had a nice weekend as we begin the morning show with Preston Scott. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. We have a very tragic alert for you right now. An incredible plane crash into the World Trade Center here at the uh, lower tip of Manhattan. I see heavy smoke coming from the building of the World Trade Center. We're being told a second plane, a second plane crashed into the building on the opposite end. That's not an accident, that's on purpose. Heavy black smoke coming out. Also, it seems like uh, heavy, heavy damage to the upper portion of the building. Second explosion in number two World Trade Center on the upper floors. Number two World Trade Center explosion on the upper floors. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. I got people coming out from all sides of the building. People jumping out. People just kept jumping and jumping and jumping. And you could still see they were alive because they were flailing around. I was 10 minutes late. Not even late. I was 10 minutes going. You work in there? I work on the 86 floor. What seems to have happened is that we had an aircraft intentionally fly into the Pentagon. I did see... Uh, you know, the, hear the blast, and that's all the smoke rising from the from the crash later. And this was, you know, just uh, shortly after hearing the news about the the crashes at the World Trade Towers. Many in the building felt uh, a thud and heard kind of a muffled explosion. We're in the midst of a tragedy. You know that. So people jumping from the building from the hundredth floor, and I saw the building just coming down. I hope I live. I hope I live. It's coming down on me. 
Here it comes. I'm getting behind a car. We do have a confirmation of apparently another plane crash about 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. Today is uh, obviously one of the most difficult days in the history of the city and the country. The tragedy that uh, we're all undergoing right now is something that we've had nightmares about, but probably thought wouldn't happen. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you! I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And our current commander-in-chief is remembering 9-11 from the location of those terrible attacks in Anchorage, Alaska. Might be saying, what terrible terrorist attacks in Anchorage, Alaska? Exactly. Exactly. 16 minutes after the hour. This morning show with Preston Scott. Twenty-two minutes after the hour. It's uh, Monday on the morning show with Preston Scott, show 5004. I'm going to take you inside one of my auction sites. I'm going to share some of my secrets. No, not really. I'm, I'm going to, but I am going to share just some really incredible stuff that's available for auction at, uh, at a site that I frequent. My wife... My wife sent me a story. She said, please don't bid on these. <laughs> what did she say don't bid on? I'll share that with you. I'll only tell you this. If I had the money, I would absolutely bid on them. It, w- it wouldn't even be a thought. But you've got to have some serious deep pockets. Anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later in the program. Irish fell in the third hour. Dr. Joe Camp's going to take a couple weeks off, freshly retired. I said, do you want to keep doing this segment? You know, he, he, he was sounding a little Aaron Rodgers-esque last time we had him on the show. You know, I might keep on doing these seven, I, you know, and it's like, okay, do you want to keep doing the segments? Do you want to do them at another time? Do you want to do them less frequently? Do you want to, do you want to retire? 
Do you want a break? He said, yeah, a couple weeks. That'd be good. So uh, we'll give him a couple weeks. And think about his future. See if he wants to you know, play for a different franchise. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I, we've kind of, we've kind of won our Super Bowl here year after year after year, but you never know. Um, and it's taken me 24 minutes to mention that uh, Green Bay beat the Bears. <laughs> Can I simply just have a moment to say, I told everybody, don't worry about Jordan Love. He had himself a nice little ball game. Hostile territory. The Bears wanted to beat my beloved Packers so badly. The fans wanted it so badly. And yeah, that didn't happen. Um, For those of you that are Apple fans, as in Apple iPhones, they they are finally... And I say finally because I think, again, I I I think they create incredible technology inside Apple, but I think generally speaking, the quality is rubbish in terms of construction. Technology, top flight, top flight. Construction, rubbish. I've never seen so many screens break ever. I've never seen so many phones have chargers that just quit working at the at the plug-in. So I I don't think they'll ever admit it was because of their rubbish plugs, the lightning plugs. But they are abandoning the lightning plugs. They're going to the USB-C formatted plugs. What's a C? C is notable because it's rounded on both ends. And it doesn't have that little angular port to it, that little angle that you have to look and see which side is which to get it to plug in right. You just, whichever way, it just plugs on in. Um, That is becoming the industry standard. Anyway, they're going to claim that the Europeans forced them into it. Uh, The European Parliament actually ruled that um, all mobile phones, tablets, and cameras sold in the EU have to be USB-C, which, I mean, when governments demand that you do things a certain way like that, that's authoritarian. You know, we heard quotes about uh, Gavin Newsom claiming that Ron DeSantis is authoritarian in how he governs Florida. Uh, A few minutes from now, I'll share with you authoritarian. Underlined, underscored, highlighted, uh, bold, and italicized authoritarian. And it ain't in Florida. Europe. You want you must use the USB-C or kaput. Anyway, so uh, Apple users, that's what's coming with the, uh, I guess, the iPhone 15. They're going to be rolling it out with the USB-C, which is going to hurt Apple because how much money do they make? forcing you to buy their chargers and they're not cheap 27 minutes after the hour come back big stories in the press box and more on the morning show with preston scott 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thirty-five minutes after the hour. Hope you had a good weekend. It was a great weekend if you're an FSU football fan. FAMU had a nice week. They didn't win, but they had a they had a solid showing against South Florida. Got beat by two scores. 38-24, I believe, was the final there. So uh good there. And of course my Packers winning made it a great football weekend for me. Time for the big stories in the press box brought to you by Custom Care Dry Cleaning. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure this is something that is on the radar of Lee Williams, the gun writer, New Mexico's governor. Shocking comments to follow up a decision to suspend the Second Amendment. Hold on now. Because of an emergency health situation. She claimed that the deaths of three children who were shot in New Mexico warrants a public health emergency order and the suspension of the Second Amendment. And so she did it. Governor Michelle Grisham when asked about her oath to the Constitution, she argued, quote, no constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. I wonder how the citizens of New Mexico feel now knowing that her oath isn't absolute. Just for a second, if it's not, then what is it? What is your oath? It's not an oath then. It reminds me of John Stenberger's comment about marriage. If marriage can mean anything, marriage means nothing. If an oath to defend the Constitution and uphold it is, you know, depending on how you feel at the time, then it's not an oath. Is it? Isn't that what makes an oath? That it's it's immovable? It's not an oath. This, this is a remarkably big deal. Elon Musk, at the risk of stating what should be obvious, deliberately violating the Constitution is next level illegal. How soon can this person be removed from office? 
Ron DeSantis' press secretary, Jeremy Redfern, the governor of New Mexico is using public health order to suspend the right a right guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. Yes, a public health order. Did you think the left was going to stop at just forcing you to wear a mask? It's a question we've asked all throughout and since the pandemic. It's all about control. Always is. Some other comments out there. Former Texas congressional candidate Christian Collins wrote, D.C. versus Heller, McDonald versus Chicago would disagree. Jonathan Turley, legal scholar, in my view, that's flagrantly unconstitutional. But here's another troubling part of this story. The sheriff of Bernalillo County, John Allen, said that uh, he had concerns but is prepared to cooperate to address it. There's the problem. When your constitutionally sworn law enforcement officers acquiesce, see, he needed to say, no, I will not enforce that. That's all he needed to do. Let the legal challenges come from the governor's office. If she really wants to do it, Final big story in the press box, demand for mortgages in the United States fell by nearly 3%, lowest level since 1996. Yeah, that's a sign of a good economy. No one buying houses. Like he said, his plan, Joe Biden's, is working. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott. We have a hijacked aircraft headed towards New York, and we need we need someone to scramble some F-16s or something up there to help us out. Is this, is this real world or exercise? No, this is not an exercise manifest. Have them mobilize the army. We need the army in Manhattan. Hi, all units, stand by. Everybody, try to calm down. Take nothing for granted. Every day's gift. There's a reason why we we live in the in the world that we live in, the nation we live in, and there, there are people that are, that are fighting for our freedoms and for our beliefs. I remember it with sadness, and we always say a prayer and go to mass. We pray for the selfless men and women who've been called to defend our country in the ways of freedom, both at home and abroad. Inspired by their legacy, we ask for continued courage and strength of spirit to faithfully serve our military and our nation. 42 minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott, remembering we will never, as long as I'm doing this show, we will never not remember. When we do a show on 9-11, we will always take time to remember. You remember anything about that day, Grant? You were a mere lad. I was four, so not really. I mean, did it even make your radar at all? Not really. Not that I could tell. Man, I uh, I sure remember. One of my kids called, Dad, what's happening? Whew. Yeah, it's a uh, creepy day. Creepy day, day to remember. Uh, I found it interesting that Governor Gavin Newsom called Ron DeSantis authoritarian. Have you heard about Assembly Bill 957 that's been passed in California? 
State Assembly passed the bill, expected to be signed, trust me, it will be, by Gavin Newsom. It would require judges in child custody cases to consider whether a parent has affirmed a child's gender transition by making gender affirmation an equal part of the child's health, safety, and welfare under state law. To be clear, under it, parents who refuse to participate in transgenderism by pretending that their child is whatever will now be guilty of failing to provide for the health, safety, and welfare of the child, therefore losing custody to another parent or the state. Sponsored by a member of the Assembly, Lori Wilson, whose child identifies as transgender. Co-sponsored in the state Senate by Scott Weiner, Democrat. Weiner had, had amended the bill altering 957 from requiring a judge to consider whether a child experiencing gender dysphoria was affirmed by their parents to making gender affirmation an essential need of a child in California. Quoting, Parents affirm their children. Typically, it happens when their gender identity matches their biological gender, but when it doesn't, the affirmation starts to wane. Our duty as parents is to affirm our children. Thus says the state, you shall affirm them. What if they want to be a criminal? I'm just asking. What if they want to just commit crimes for a living? Lord knows California is full of uh, thugs and gang members and all different kinds of whatever. I suppose that we have a responsibility to affirm them in that, don't we? Are you equating with, with criminal acts? That of being in search of one's true self? Yeah, kind of. I think that is a crime. I think it's a crime what they're doing to children. Leftists. Think about the two stories now. Governor in New Mexico suspending the Constitution. You will do as I say. State of California. And you will affirm your children in their search for their true self. For us will take them. What's the sickness that binds? They're all Democrats. Your Buckeyes won. Are you satisfied with the way your Ohio State boys are starting the season? Obviously, you got two wins. 2-0, it's early. I will say that college football is... Senior leadership is really important. Having a quarterback that has college experience, we... I mean, just... Look at Texas, Alabama. And it's not like Quinn Ewers had a great season last year, but in comparison to Quinn Ewers' game in Tuscaloosa versus Jaden Milrow, I 
not even a comparison, and obviously that played out. Jordan Travis looking like a potential uh, Heisman finalist um, in the early stages of the of the season, and so the the concern only with 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 my boys is they have a first year starting quarterback, and they travel to Notre Dame, who is rocking a guy that's been in college eight or ten years since literally. <laughs> His first season in college uh, was my last semester. He's been in, and I I've been out of college for a few years now, <laughs> and he's still there. So uh, I'm a little and nervous. He's yeah, I'm a little nervous just because of how important senior leadership at the quarterback position. You got to really go to is. South Bend, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a good one. Um, you know, Texas beating Alabama. If you step back and analyze it, Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of Texas, knows the holes in Nick Saban's defense. And so he probably had a little bit of an edge there. And you might actually say that that's kind of been the secret sauce for some of of the uh, successes you see around the country. Guys just kind of knowing how to how to spin up a game plan. Um, Of course, FSU did what FSU used to do in the Bowden era. Beat teams like a drum that they're supposed to beat. And you know what's crazy about, and we'll talk more about this with Irish Chappelle, what's crazy about that FSU win, they're missing two offensive starters on, on the line. And a couple of their key receivers had the case of the drops. Pretty much got pulled from the field. So we'll talk about that and more. Um, family of a guy in New York is suing Peloton. Now, I got to tell you, I, I'm intrigued by all of the different ways that people can work out at home now. I don't know what it's called, but that that gym that comes out of the wall. Yeah. That's got the, basically a, a mirror that is a, a TV screen. Tonal. Isn't that it? Tonal? I'm not sure. I think that's what it is. And then they've got these bars that come out, and you can do all different kinds of exercises with it, and they guide you through it, and you you got your coach right there if you want to pay the subscription service, I'm guessing. Might be one of those first-year free type things. Peloton, of course, you've seen the ads, and you can ride wherever you want looking at the screen, and you've got instructors taking you and all this well, a guy's going through a workout with a video instructor and uh, was instructed to use the bike for stretching. In other words, kind of using the bike to balance himself while he's on the ground doing different stretches. And when he went to get back up, he grabbed the bicycle for support. The bike spun around, hit him in the face and neck. It sliced his uh, carotid artery, and he bled out in seconds. He died. Family suing, saying that the the bike created an unknown risk of injury to the user. Peloton's denied the claims is fighting back, but just saying 
If you have the Peloton, I'm guessing it probably isn't a good idea to use that to get back up. Just, just saying. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. After the hour, it's hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. I happen to be Preston. Grant Allen running the radio program over there. And it's great to be with you. Show 5004. What's really important, though, is it is Monday, September the 11th. America today is on bended knee. Have we we as a nation nation forgotten forgotten about September 11th? No, absolutely not. I I think we have. In prayer for the people whose lives were lost here. We're in a society that, you know, it's a real short attention span. For the workers who work here. For the families who mourn. The nation was was together. They had a a main goal. And everybody was for that goal. Quite honestly, a lot of people have forgotten what's happened. How can anybody forget about that? It's monumental. It's unforgettable. And the people and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Wouldn't this be a much greater nation if we all remembered how we felt on September 12th? Well, what a great question, huh? And here's the problem. We've got a generation that have never been taught. Have never been taught accurately about the founding of this nation. Have never been taught uh, the idea of what our founders did to give birth to this nation. To risk everything. Literally everything. In giving a constitutional republic, not a democracy, a constitutional republic, a chance. Anyway, welcome to the second hour of the morning show. And we will will take time each hour to remember 9-11. It's very important that we do that. I I shared with you, and I I have shared many times over the years that I am, I'm a bit of a geek. I follow auctions on historical documents and things. And the auction house that I usually, I'm tipping my hand here a little bit. The auction house that I usually get many of the things that I've acquired over the years is called R&R Auctions. And it's so funny because my, my sweet wife obviously knows me very well. And she sends me this article And here's the headline, theater tickets from the night Abraham Lincoln was shot are up for auction. 
expected to go for over $80,000. She simply wrote, please don't bid on these. (laughs) The fact that they're going to go for that price tells you all you need to know about my bid. It ain't going to happen. Um, pair of front row tickets, actually from one of the balconies, I believe, pristine condition. They were sold the first time by at Christie's Auction House years ago. Uh, there's one other known authentic ticket. It's at the Harvard University Houghton Library. But these tickets that are for sale were uh, originally sold by Christie's. Apparently, they went for over $80,000, $83,000. I'm going to look. And then there's some other things that I'll I'll talk through. I'm going to see what price these things are at right now. Um and I'll kind of give you an idea of of some other thoughts on some other auction items here. So stick around. Um if you're interested, though, it's rnrauction.com. That's the website. If you uh, if you want to find out about the different things that um, that I look at, but I'll go through a, a list of them next. Ten minutes after the hour, come back with uh, more here on the morning show with Preston Scott. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Yeah, talking about the uh, the tickets here and um, trying to track down the uh, the status of the bid right now. They're they're um, oh, good grief! There they are. All right, they are right now at forty three thousand. $923. But they don't go under the gavel until the 23rd of September. And if you go to the R&R auction site, you can you can see close-ups, you can see everything. They, they usually list the provenance of all the different items that are for sale. These are expected to go for better than $100,000. Which makes sense. They were last sold for eighty three, and that does not include the buyers. Um, you got to you got to pay a premium on top of. You know the the buyer always pays the auction house for uh, for said items, but but there's a few other things. For example, if you are um, if you are interested, I'm going to go to the featured lots here. There's a first edition of notes on the state of Virginia by Thomas Jefferson. There is Abraham Lincoln signed first edition of the Lincoln-Douglas debates. 
there's all kinds of things here signed by Lincoln and, of course, the, the tickets. Albert Einstein signed photograph on a beach in Santa Barbara, a letter signed by Einstein on the unified field theory with equations. That's currently, it's estimated at 80,000 plus, it's at 21,000. J. Edgar Hoover's 38, 1938 Colt 32 caliber pocket revolver engraved J. Edgar Hoover. That right now is at 13,300. It's expected to go for over 100,000. Here is an Enigma code device Nazis used. They think it's going to get to 165,000. Here is a Titanic pantryman key of saloon. Steward Alfred Diebel. Actually from a, a guy who worked on the Titanic. It's at 27,000. Three pieces of copper core prototypes from the Manhattan Project. 3,600 right now. Pieces from Apollo 13. Gene Cernan's uh, glove that he used on Apollo 17 on the lunar surface. It's at 55,000 right now. It's in a glass case. Steve Jobs signed Apple Computer Company check. $17,152. The first generation sealed Apple iPhone. Still in box. $13,310 estimated over 20. Couple more items here before we take a break. Babe Ruth signed large photo, a 16 and a quarter by 20 inch photo now at $10,800. Those are just some of the featured lots, but they have all kinds of categories. They, they roll out auctions all the time. So I'll just, you know, R R R and R auctions. You just write R R auction.com R R auction.com. And you're going to get to the website. Come back with some other stuff here on the morning show with Preston Scott. Twenty-one minutes after the hour. If you had the resources, would you buy the tickets? What kind of thing would you buy if money were not an issue? What type of history would appeal to you? I don't know. Just not a thing. No, it's it's a thing. There's just so many things from history that I don't know if it's possible for me to narrow down. Okay. Fair enough. Um, this story I was just going to move on by. And I read it to the very bitter end eventually. I don't know why I did. Because the story's like, ugh, whatever. Here's the headline. Woman 
whose racy patrol car tryst with cop went viral says it wasn't just a one-night stand. So here's the deal. A guy's at a park in Maryland with his kid. And there, his kid's just playing, and he's just sitting at the park watching his kid play. And he notices a police officer off in the distance a little bit. And it's, he said it just, it was suspicious. It just looked funny. So he pulled up his camera as the police officer put his arms around the waist of a woman that was standing by the police car, police SUV. And it just, the guy's like, he's rolling tape. He said, this just looked awkward. This looked really weird. Cop's white. The woman's black. Next thing you know, they're in the back of the car for 40 minutes. And so he posted the thing and just went viral. And it turns out the police officer who's had, shall we say, a, a questionable service record was married, but not to that woman. And so she finally comes out. She's an army vet with kids, formerly married, wonder why. She comes out and says that... um, it's the main story. This isn't a little thing. Of course, since he's a police officer, it looks bad. But I just want people to understand that this was not a one-night stand. That they've been dating for two years. Now, the cop's wife starts posting about this and says, Yeah, I'm, I'm only going to post once about this. It's embarrassing. Tough time for me and my kids. Painful. We need support and love, most of all, the respect from the community and our families. Yes, I know what's been going on. No, I'm not updating anyone on this situation after today. Going on to say that her husband's been cheating on her for years. But that's not what what caused me to double back and say, let's talk about this. Here is what made me talk about this. The woman, the other woman. And maybe she's the other, 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 other woman. I don't know. In my head, listen to this. Listen to this, everybody. I've done nothing wrong. I'm going to continue to live my life doing what I'm doing. In my heart, in his heart, I know that I've done nothing. He knows. Talking about the wife of the cop, Paula knows. I've done nothing wrong. God is my higher power. That, that is what drew me to this story. Is that there are people that convince themselves that they can do whatever they want and God's cool with it. 
That's not exactly how it works, people. I just, it was important to use this story as an illustration. There is a way that seems right in our minds. Seems okay to me. But in the end, it leads to destruction. This woman is fooling herself. And apparently the, the cop's wife is indicating that, yeah, she's known about it and that it's just a rough patch in their marriage. Lady, you need to find a new husband. But God bless you if you can work it out. 27 after the hour. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And this is The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Thirty-six minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Big stories in the press box. Brought to you by Custom Care Dry Cleaning. Said last hour, the demand for mortgages in the United States fell nearly three percent last week. It's the lowest point since Bill Clinton was president of the United States. And Joe Biden says Bidenomics is working great. Believe him. I keep telling you, believe him when he says his plan for the economy is working great. That then forces you to step back and say, how are we, how are we defining great? And, and working. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and then you have to go and draw the line between what Joe's doing and what Barack Obama said when he was president, that he was going to fundamentally transform this economy and this nation. B.O. couldn't do it. And I think in part because... He didn't have the courage to do it. So he's 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 allowing all of the all of the can you imagine if Barack had pushed this far? There'd have been a revolt against him. He's allowing that to be Joe. But all the while he's moving things because it's that whole pendulum thing. They push so far that even if they give a bunch back, they've still advanced to the to the left. They've still moved this country to the left. And that's why whenever you hear that, you know, congressional Republicans are negotiating, 
they never get, gain anything. It's always giving less to the left that, than it wants, but it still moves it left. I mean, at some point, you have to look at it like a football field. Okay, you, you got the ball on your one-yard line, and you're the left. You want to score. But at the end of the first play, you'll take a gain to the nine-yard line. You want to score, but then that second play, you'll take the first down. You want to get all the way to the other end of the field, but you're fine crossing the 50 with a big pass play. Up oh, penalty comes back a little bit. Supreme Court says you can't do that. Penalize 15 yards. Ah, it's okay. You got three more plays. You advance it, advance a little more, and convert on third down. That's the way the left works. They just are left advancing the ball just a little further down the field. Back with more here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Welcome to The Morning Show with Preston Scott. New Mexico's governor suspends the Second Amendment, uh, Amendment for a an emergency health order. <laughs> uh, because some kids got shot, she decides that it's time to up, upend the U.S. Constitution and New Mexico citizens' constitutional rights. She said, "30 days, whatever." Moving the ball down the field. Just moving it on down the field. Hey, um, speaking of this sort of thing and combining guns with a story that was really big last week and it, it got a lot of attention. Um, <clears throat> I had a long chat with uh, somebody in law enforcement last week about the whole Liberty Safe thing. And and what what we agreed on is this. Liberty Safe's mistake, because everyone's, you know, get, treat them like Bud Light. Well, just hold on for a second. I think you can hold Liberty Safe's responsible if they did not require seeing the proof of a property search warrant. As this friend pointed out to me, if there's a property search warrant, they did the homeowner a favor. Because if they had a proper search warrant, and I'm going to get to the rest of this in a second here now, by not giving it to them, they're going to destroy the safe. They're going to bring somebody in that's going to cut the door off. And you're done. That safe's toast. Now, in looking at all of the press releases, looking at the story, here's what I think happened. I think the FBI said, we're at such and such home of this person, and we have a warrant, and we need the code to get it. What they didn't specify is that they had a warrant for his arrest. A warrant to arrest somebody is not the same as a warrant to search property. Those are different warrants. Those are different things. So if they lied 
or intimated, <clears throat> then it's if if they produced a false document, then that's clearly an actionable offense against the FBI. If they called up Liberty Safes and said, yeah, we've got a warrant and uh, we need to get inside this safe, then it's bad on Liberty Safes for not verifying that it was a warrant to open up that safe, to search the property. Do you see what I'm saying? I think when it's all said and done, what we're going to find is Liberty Safes blew it because they did not have the right kind of warrant corroborated. They heard a guy on the phone say, yeah, we've got a warrant without specifying. And the guy has got a plausible defense because he can say in court, well, all we said was we had a warrant. We were not asked the type. They just gave us the code. So if that happened, if this poor soul in Arkansas, was it? is determined to have committed a crime they want to prosecute him for in reality because whatever he did standing around the Capitol is not a crime. They're going to be in trouble because they illegally obtained anything in that safe, whatever's in that safe, whatever it is. So I just, I thought it was, it, it was worth the time to set context again and the importance of just taking a moment, let the moment breathe, and just step back. I think Liberty made a mistake. I don't think they necessarily rolled over. I think they made a mistake. That's just my opinion. I've not been called by Liberty Safes. I've not been called by anybody. I just had a conversation with someone in law enforcement who offered a perspective. I stepped back, looked at the press releases. I still think the feds manipulated the situation and they got what they wanted they got the mistake 46 minutes after the hour back with more of the morning show with preston scott preston scott boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast on wfla into the World Trade Center here at the uh, lower tip of Manhattan. I see heavy smoke coming from the building of the World Trade Center. We're being told a second plane, a second plane crashed into the building on the opposite end. That's not an accident, that's on purpose. Heavy black smoke coming out. Also, it seems like uh, heavy, heavy damage to the upper portion of the building. Second explosion in number two World Trade Center on the upper floors. Number two World Trade Center explosion on the upper floors. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. I got people coming out from all sides of the building. People jumping out. People just kept jumping and jumping and jumping. And you could still see they were alive because they were flailing around. I was 10 minutes late. Not even late. I was 10 minutes going. You work in there? I work on the 86 floor. What seems to have happened is that we had an aircraft 
intentionally fly into the Pentagon. I did see, uh, you know, the, hear the blast and, and saw the smoke rising from the from the crash later. And this was, you know, just uh, shortly after hearing the news about the, the crashes at the World Trade Towers. Many in the building felt uh, a thud and heard kind of a muffled explosion. We're in the midst of a tragedy, you know that. So people jumping from the building from the hundredth floor and I saw the building just coming down. I hope I live. I hope I live. It's coming down on me. Here it comes. I'm getting behind a car. We do have a confirmation of apparently another plane crash about 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. Today is uh, obviously one of the most difficult days in the history of the city and the country. The tragedy that uh, we're all undergoing right now is something that we've had nightmares about probably thought wouldn't happen. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you! As I went to bed last night, I was thinking that uh, for people, they never, ever knew that that was going to be their last night of rest. And another group of people went to bed knowing what they were going to try to accomplish the next morning. And the, the extremes of that. the extreme level of evil that is just part of our world. It's still, at its core, just, it is what it is. It's, it's evil. You know, it just, it just looks different, and maybe it's more pervasive now. I will say that. I, I believe that there is more evil evident in quantity. At its core, it's no more evil or less evil than any other time in history. Mankind is a fallen creation. We are tainted by sin. And because it's not much repressed, we have the world we have today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the third and final hour of the morning show with Preston Scott for Monday. Yes, September 11th is the day. We're taking time to remember that. We will always remember that as well we should. Good to be with you. I'm Preston. That's Grant Allen. And joining us on the phone line is the managing editor of Warchant.com. That's the go-to. You want intel on FSU athletics, you go to Warchant.com. Managing editor, Irish Chaffel. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great, Preston. How are you? I'm reflecting on Mark Richt in the post game, and he said with a big wry smile and laugh, "You know, this is how we used to do things around here." <laughs> <laughs> Did it smack of that to you that this was a team that suddenly, maybe not suddenly, that looked like a team that was just dominant in the Bowden era? Yeah, there were a lot of things I think that were reflective of that time. And you know, I always go back to, and I actually am writing this in a piece that I'm going to post on our site. That um, I always go back to a comment that T. Buck Terrell Buckley once said uh, when we were talking about those teams in the '90s, and he said, "You know, when we walked into stadiums, we knew we were there to deliver a butt whipping, and the other team knew they were there to get a butt whipping." And uh, and it's not just about being talented, and it's not just about being good or experienced. It's it's about having that mentality, and I think you're seeing Mike Norvell instill that mentality in this football team. What was the surprise of anything? Maybe, I don't know, maybe there wasn't one Saturday night. Uh, I don't know if there was anything huge surprise. Well, probably, you know, one thing I would say is that uh, in a game where Johnny Wilson did not have a catch, uh, Jaheim Bell, the tight end, did not have a catch. Uh, Two offensive linemen, Robert Scott and Maurice Smith, didn't even play. And you still scored 66 points. Well, I guess 59 on offense because you had to pick six. But you still scored 59 points. And Jordan Travis didn't throw a pass in the second half. And, again, this wasn't Delaware State or Savannah State. This was a a team that was in a bowl game a year ago and won a bowl game a year ago. And, uh, you know, you're still that effective. Uh, That's pretty impressive. Their head coach said this is a team that if they stay healthy, I think is the caveat we always give to any team if you stay healthy. Um is going to compete for a national title. Anything happened that changed your mind on that? No, not at all, um, really. And, and they, you know, and again, I mean, I think if you look at the, this offense, uh, you know, the, the stat that, you know, really kind of hits home to me is that, you know, now eight straight games going back to last season, this, uh, this offense has scored at least 35 points. It's the longest streak in the country. So, you know, the last six games of last season, this was already a really good offense. Then you added to it. Um, a bunch of more talented transfers, and so you know. And then you at, then you look at defensively. Uh, Corey had a stat uh, in a story that he posted yesterday that uh, the last thirteen drives that the first team defense has been on the field, uh, I think they've allowed one score, one touchdown in the last thirteen drives when the first team defense is out there. And a lot of that was against LSU. Um, so it's it's 
this is a pretty complete team, and uh, you know they, the the future. I mean, it's it's really uh, as Michael Jordan said, uh, with the 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 ceiling is as high as the roof, or whatever whatever it was he said. It was <laughs> something along those lines. But yeah, man, there's there's nothing I think this team couldn't accomplish if they, if they stay healthy and play and keep playing well. So was Johnny Wilson basically benched? I don't I don't think so. I think he's been dealing with some sort of minor injury. And uh, and I think you know he you know a couple of those catches he went down to the ground and didn't catch them, so we'll see when we talk to Mike Norvell today. Um, but I have a feeling maybe he wasn't feeling good health wise, and you know the game was out of reach at halftime, so they just shut him down. Um, like I said, I mean I, you know Robert Scott and Maurice Smith didn't play in that game, and it wouldn't shock me if they had, could have played if they were playing in LSU or someone like that. So I have a feeling that there's something more to it, um, but uh, you know. I, I'll, I'll be surprised if he's not back and playing well pretty soon. Joining us on the program is Irish Chaffel. He's the managing editor at Warchant.com. More to come on the morning show with Preston Scott. Eleven minutes after the hour, Irish Chaffel with us for just a few more minutes this morning from Warchant.com, talking FSU football off to a 2-0 start. Uh, some expected it, some did not expect it, some thought maybe 1-1 one one at this stage, but here they are 2-0. Ira, is, uh, is there going to be a formula the team's hit on to try to stretch a game out? You know, I... Not a lot of people have really paid attention to the fact that that college football change, which turned the game into a faster game, now it didn't show up on Saturday night because both teams were throwing the ball and there was and there were so many drops that it, it turned into a long game plus the score. But the fact is, you know, I looked at the Ohio State Indiana game uh, the week before and they had six fewer possessions on offense than they had against the same team a year before. That shrinks the game down in most occasions pretty dramatically. Does that level things out a little bit? I mean, does that help a Duke, let's say, against a even better team? It could. I mean, yeah, there's no question. If, if you if you want to run the football um, and, you, and you're effective running the football, you could definitely do that because, you know, like you said, the clock's not stopping on these first downs. And, uh, you know, they, we didn't see that at all on Saturday. That game took forever because, <laughs> you know, Southern, Southern Miss was determined to throw it on every down, and Florida State, uh, like you said, dropped a lot of passes. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that's the, the, an approach to go with. And I think, you know, Dukes are probably a team that's probably going to do a lot of that against Florida State, particularly with an athletic quarterback. And, you know, I think Florida State's run defense is good. Um, but if you have an athletic quarterback, it can make things challenging and extend some drives. And then if you keep Florida State's off, offense off the field, that's definitely what you want to do because uh, if they're not scoring, then you know they can feel pressure when they do get out there. So I think that's going to be the approach some schools take against Florida State without question. Do you like this change in the college game? I hate it. I wanted if if Ned, honestly, I wanted the pros to mimic the college game. And, and I, I look at it from a viewer value perspective, uh, whether you're attending in person or on TV, I want as much action for 60 minutes as possible. And this, uh, this, this yeah. takes a ton out. I'm with you hundred percent. I, I think that, you know, they, they, they want the game shorter for the TV windows, but they want, because they want to keep in their, their commercials. 
Um, it's just totally driven by television. It has nothing to do with improving the game. It's the complete opposite of what we saw with baseball. Baseball was smart to, to shrink the game a little bit right. and get that game going because it was, it was interminable how long those games were taking. Now baseball's found a perfect sweet spot. Yeah, I agree. I think this is totally driven by money and TV, and I don't think it's good for the game. I will say maybe, because I wasn't surprised by what happened on Saturday night. I was at the game. The best surprise of the evening for me, Iron, I'd love to get your thoughts. The LED stadium lighting was awesome. You know, it's so funny because I think when you listen, when you talk to people who watched on television, they didn't love it because when when the screen when the lights would go dark during touchdowns and stuff like that, it didn't look good on television. But I agree with you. I thought, especially the the the, the national anthem, oh I yeah, was breathtaking. That was I, incredible, was breathtaking. And then when the fans all turned on their flashlights on their phones, I mean, it was just that was real. I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Um, the national anthems at stadium for night games. I think it's going to be really neat. And uh, yeah, no, I thought they were good too. I'm not a huge fan of you know the strobe lights all the time and things like that, but but I thought they did a good job with them. All right, I'm going to ask you to con- just consider. You're the managing editor at Warchant.com. Consider planting a seed for me that I've been on for years, and we finally have the team and the atmosphere to do it. Florida State needs to do a nighttime whiteout. Break out the white unis with, fine, bring the gold helmets with them. Don't wear the white helmets because I know some people are really, they hate the white helmets. But the <laughs> but a whiteout at Doak Campbell would, I just, Penn State shouldn't be the only team that successfully does it. We've got the team that can pull that off. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm all for it. To be honest with you, one of the reasons I don't think Florida State's had a ton of um, I don't know, just success or momentum with some of the blackouts they've done in the past or whiteouts or whatever. Blackouts are terrible. Times, well, but a lot of times they're also not like really well planned out. And right. like people don't even realize they're happening and it's just kind of haphazard. Uh, if they do do it, I agree, man. It, it, but but it, everybody has to be in. Yep. And that's the thing, like Penn State does it well because everybody's in. You can't have kind of white, kind of some garnet. Some, <laughs> you know, it, it, everybody needs to be in. And, and I think, yeah, man, I'm with you. I'll I'll walk with you on that one, Preston. Let's pitch it. Make make right. the claim. Pitch it. Get it out there. Right now, get it out there for the Miami game. That's the one I'm pointing to. All right. I like it. Yeah, and think of the merchandise they can sell, right? You just oh, you just hey, sell a bunch hey, of new you know white how, shirts. You, you know how to speak their language. See? See? <laughs> Ira, thanks for the time, buddy. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Preston. Take care. All right. Ira Chappelle with me. He's on board. Whiteouts, here's why. It's it's basics. Black shrinks, that's why I wear black shirts a lot. <laughs> White makes things bigger. Whiteout, crowd looks huge. Blackout, they disappear. Whiteout, that's the way to go. Big stories in the press box because in a few moments, Commissioner of Education Manny Diaz expected to join us on the phone line. New Mexico's governor shocks 
with a comment about the Constitution. Big Stories in the Press Box brought to you by Custom Care Dry Cleaning. Is it really a shock when a Democrat says, we're going to suspend the Second Amendment? And I don't know if you've noticed, but here's the latest reason for suspending the United States Constitution and violating your rights as a U.S. citizen. And it's happened for a while now. It's happened since 2020. Emergency public health order. Apparently three children were shot in New Mexico in and around Albuquerque. And so the governor decided that she would, Governor Michelle Grisham, suspend the right to carry guns in public in Albuquerque and surrounding Bernalillo, Bernalillo, Bernalillo County, don't know how they say it, for at least 30 days. Law enforcement officials expressed concerns about the governor's order violating the Second Amendment. Governor acknowledged they may face legal challenges. After a reporter questioned whether she was upholding her oath to the Constitution, listen to this. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. What's your immediate thought when you say, when you hear an elected official say, yeah, my oath of office is an absolute? I have nothing anymore. (laughs) I I have no response. Just ignore her. (laughs) To anyone in New Mexico, womp womp. But, But they elected her. Yeah. They elected her to office and this is the thing whether you're talking about joe biden or gavin newsom or the state of california we talked the state of california is about to sign into law the governor's going to do it they passed it a bill that would allow the state to take children from parents who do not say to their to their kids yeah i'm okay with you changing sexes children Children that come home from school from an activist guidance counselor or teacher. You know, mom, I think I'm a girl. Or mom, dad, I think I'm a boy. And they're not. They're biologically the other. But if they don't affirm them, that child can be taken. Custody can be, a custody battle can ensue between two spouses. We've seen it. Where one spouse wants to allow the child to transition and the other's like, God, no. In California, the court is to weigh and then use that as a lack of affirmation is a threat to the well-being of the child. And therefore, you can strip the parent of their parental rights. What do all of these things have in common? Illiberalism, Democrats. I said in a commentary, being a Democrat's a sickness today. Because it's so closely connected to a liberalism. I mean, I'm going to give Joe Manchin a bit of a pass because he at least fights on some fronts. But there are very few that do. Very few. And so you have to, at this point, just step back and look and go, yeah, lost. The party's lost. And, and it's, not, it's not that you can just chalk it up and say, well, it's just certain 
members of the Democrat Party. No, read the platform of the party on a host of issues. They're lost completely and totally. Do we know if it's possible if we can kick states out of the union? Like, you know, like state, some states are like talking about like independence or secession or whatever, let national them. divorce. Number one, do we let them? I, I think we can. Number two, if they insist on staying, can we still kick them out? Has anyone thought of that? I don't know. I don't know. For example, the, the low hanging fruit there is California. Exactly. Like, can we just kick them out? Yeah. Is that possible? Has anyone considered that? <laughs> is that a constitutional thing that we've ever because it's always yeah uh, you, it, Californians you need a passport to travel into the rest of the United States <laughs> we're done affiliating with you well I mean when you, look, when you look at what Gavin Newsom and has done banning travel to certain states might as well be considered another country right why not Here's one other little tidbit here before we uh, we go to the uh, the news at the bottom of the hour, and then uh, Manny Diaz, Commissioner of Education. Uh, U.S. demand for mortgages in the United States dropped to the lowest level since Bill Clinton was uh, entering his second term. What does that tell you about Bidenomics? People can't afford to buy a house. They can't get a mortgage. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And this is the morning show with Preston Scott. Thirty-six minutes after the hour morning show with Preston Scott, Grant Allen running the broadcast show five thousand and four. Here we go. Gotta love it. Still got the jar of five thousand M and M's over there. Okay, there's five thousand nine hundred and fifty M and M's left. But sorry, four thousand nine hundred and fifty. Anyway, um, welcome. You know we're big education people around here. Uh, big fans of it think what's going on in our schools institutions of higher learning matter a lot you know i ran a private school for about eight years nine years it, it's it's a very important thing um, my wife's background in education reading research and so forth and so uh thrilled to have back with us on the program the commissioner of education for the sunshine state manny diaz how are you sir good morning preston great to be with you uh here on your show again how are things post-Adalia in the counties that were hit really hard and heavy? Well, look, I, I got to tell you, I've, uh, first of all, before we start this conversation, I just got to uh, take a moment to remember all those uh, that we lost on, on 9-11, September 11th, I'm sure, at all our schools across the state. Uh, we're making sure that we remember this day um, and, and what happened. Uh, number two, it's just incredible the resilience uh, that have been shown by Floridians in all of these affected counties in the Big Bend, the leadership of Governor DeSantis. I was on, on the road uh, the first day right after the storm in all the affected counties, and, and even just looking from, from the inside, uh, the response, the number of resources 
from linemen to folks cleaning up to just resources on the ground, mobile hospitals. It was, it was incredible to see that. So it really, really hats off to Governor Santos for his leadership. And then the ability to have the resources uh, with Kevin Guthrie over at Emergency Management to really help us get the schools going. One week after the storm, we had all 67 counties back up and running schools, um, Preston, and that, that's, inc- that's an incredible feat. And just so important not only for the kids, their mental health and their education, but also for those communities. Um, really had the opportunity to, to visit with really, really good people in those areas uh, that were dealing with the storm. There was a lot of tree damage. Fortunately, there was less density in those areas. But yet, you know, damage to, to the grid, damage to power lines, uh, still some damage to buildings from, from trees. So um, incredible to see uh, people working together and, and getting back up and running. Do you have a timetable on you know any of the damage that was done to the actual structures of the schools on uh, on when those things will be made whole? Well, look, it, it just varies. It's it's so um, it's so different in every one of the areas because the way this storm came through and moved pretty quick, and we were blessed that that storm, that storm moved quick. Um, a lot of the damage that we have seen, and we have fortunately not seen a ton of damage to actual structures, but the damage we've seen has, has been caused uh, by trees um, that, have, that have broken and coming up, coming, uh, fallen over and hit roofs. Um, other places where they may have already existed some kind of weakness in a roof was peeled up, uh, really damages uh, to these buildings was minimal of, compared to what it could have been. So. We really feel like at this point, um, there's the damages that are there can be taken care of within the next couple of weeks. Most of the schools in all these counties are functioning. Uh, they're using 100% of their facility. There are some examples where, where parts of the school have had to be shut down because there was either some water intrusion that had to be cleaned up uh, or there, there are, there's some other damages that, that we're dealing with. Um, all the other damage had to be, you know, outside. You had damage sure. to the field and things like that. Commissioner Manny Diaz, Florida Department of Education, with us. Just a few more minutes. Stick around. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Forty-two minutes past. Manny Diaz is the commissioner of education for Florida, and our guest for just a few more minutes. Commissioner, you talked about the importance of this date in history, and our students not forgetting. How do we ensure that they're properly being taught this stuff? Well, you know, here in Florida, we have a curriculum uh, that's being implemented for nine eleven, and, and making sure that it is it is taught across uh, the state and every one of our uh, districts making sure that students understand the significance. You know, what happens is uh, those of us who, who live through it, you, you know how that is. It's, it's very vivid in your mind. But as time starts that we get further away from, from the, the actual day that it happened, uh, it becomes harder and harder. And especially when we get to those generation of kids now that weren't alive when it occurred, it's important that, that we impart that knowledge and have them understand the significance of that day, what occurred, and why it's such an occasion that we take the moment to to uh, to have memorials, to have ceremonies, uh, and, and to really remember what happened to our country and those that uh, that perished that day. 
I I agree. I think most everybody listening right now agrees wholeheartedly. They're nodding their head up and down. But I'm going to circle back to my question. How do we ensure it? I, I, I feel as though that we have a little bit of activism going on in public education thanks to the unions. And I still come back to whether it's the parental rights in education, whether it's inappropriate material being taught or being allowed in our libraries, or in this case, a very important part of American history being taught. How do we ensure that it's being taught? Well, no, that's what I said before. We ensure it by having a, a day of instruction, making part of our curriculum as we have it here in Florida, and making sure that the teachers have the materials to make sure that that information, that number one, that the day is remembered and recognized, and number two, that the information is passed on to the students of what happened in that day. And you can only do that by putting it as part of, of your instruction. The same thing we've done, Preston, with the uh, Victims of Communism Day that the governor signed on November 7th, we will do that and have a lesson for 45 minutes. So making these things part of the instruction at our public schools is, is very important because these are significant dates in our history uh, and in the history of the world that we have to understand because if we don't understand that history, you know, these generations are bound to repeat some of these mistakes. I, I get it, but I'm getting back to the word ensure. I, I'm concerned because I personally live in a county with a school district <laughs> And a, a superintendent of education and a school board that, quite frankly, as you well know, has thumbed its nose at the governor, has thumbed its nose at certain things over time. And I know that there are other rogue school districts. So are there means inside the Department of Education to survey and make sure that the lessons are actually being taught? I know what's been ordered and what's expected, but how do we know they're doing it? Yeah, of course, there's ways for us to survey, but the biggest the biggest weapon in that battle has always been the parents. Right. And we're thankful that parents are paying attention now. So I'm less worried about that because you know that you're going to have parents paying attention and letting us know as they are all the time now of what's going on in schools. I would tell you the difference from now to even five or six years ago is that being in this position, we hear from the parents directly constantly of what is going on and not going on in our schools. I guarantee you, I wasn't guaranteed five, six years ago that wasn't happening. So we hear it all the time, Preston, and, and that's important, not only for us to hear it, but also for, for school boards to hear it locally and to continue to put the pressure on to make sure that, that our education uh, is being done correctly, that there's no indoctrination, and that our kids are learning. So it's appropriate for parents to ask their kids when they get home from school today, what were you taught about 9-11? That's correct, and I, and, I, and I would encourage fans, they should be asking that question every day. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> but I just want to be specific about 9-11 because that's a special set of programming that you've you've pushed down. And, uh, and I thank you so much for doing it. Commissioner, thanks for the time this morning. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Preston. Always a pleasure being with you. Thank you, sir. Manny Diaz. And so there you go. My question, we finally kind of got around to it. It's, it's parents... Now you know. I don't know if you knew that there was an expectation for your kids to be taught today about 9-11. One would think a teacher would default to do it. I don't agree with that. I don't think most teachers will do it unless they're ordered to do it. That's just me. That said, ask your kids, were they taught about 9-11 at some point in school today? And if they weren't, let the commissioner know. 47 minutes after the hour.
talking about September 11th? No, absolutely not. I, I think we have. In prayer for the people whose lives were lost here. We're in a society that, you know, it's a real short attention span. For the workers who work here. For the families who mourn. The nation was, was together. They had a, a main goal, and everybody was for that goal. Quite honestly, a lot of people have forgotten what's happening. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. How can anybody forget about that? It's monumental. It's unforgettable. And the people, and the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Wouldn't this be a much greater nation if we all remembered how we felt on September 12th? Oof. Yeah. I vividly remember the days, and I remember the days that followed. I remember the fear that Americans held. Allies across the country feeling the same way, wondering if they were next. But America, of course, was the targeted nation by the terrorist attacks. And so uh, on this September 11th, let's just take a quick moment and remember those who lost their lives. Thank you. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. 9-11, don't need to say much more than that at this point, but we took some time every hour to remember. Big stories in the press box. New Mexico governor suspending the Second Amendment for public health emergency. What was the emergency? Some children were shot and killed. Okay. California passed a law that allows parents to lose custody of their children or for a lack of affirming their child's gender desires, the state can take the child. Or in a custody battle, the other parent can get the child. This is happening in America. The battle is... The terrorist attack on our nation right now is worse than the one of 9-11. It just doesn't seem that way to most of you. It is. It's worse. It's the undermining of our values. Those dirtbags undermined a couple of buildings attacked the Pentagon, and a plane went down because of the heroics of passengers. The forces attacking this country are undermining the foundational bedrock principles of it. And we're letting it happen. Mortgage demand down to a low not seen since 1996. Bidenomics is working terrific. Tomorrow, Manly Minute, Money Talk, and has a biblical prophecy happened before our very eyes? That and more coming tomorrow on the show. Thanks for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.